okay, this is a attempt at a podcast. And uh, the biggest news in the LA art scene for 2019, uh, a scoop, somebody scooped the biggest news. Not me, I'm, I'm just reporting on the report. But it wasn't, the big scoop was not from anybody in the art press. The big scoop, the biggest scoop in the LA art world in a long time is from Eater Los Angeles. You know what eater eater.com? Let me tell you, they have a scoop. This is crazy. The plan is for Larry Gagosian to divide a 9,500 square foot space in Beverly Hills next to his current gallery with a restaurant. He'll be using some of the square footage, according to this report, in Eater, Eater Los Angeles, E-A-T-E-R. He will be using some of the square footage for a premium and private gallery. And uh, a celebrity chef named Evan Funk, it's F-U-N-K-E, is that funky or funk? Funky. Anyway, and Evan is a, is a funky chef. Uh, his specialty is pasta. And uh, Evan Funky will be taking over the rest of this 9,500 square foot space for his new restaurant. The property does not have a name, according to Eater, or a fully realized menu. Wow. Okay. Let's really break this down. <laughs> First off, a private gallery. Think about this now. Galleries, as we know them, are, are public. You, you know, you open, you know, the galleries open to the public. The smallest gallery, the smallest alternative space to the biggest gallery in LA, Hauser and Worth, you know, uh, my gallery in Chinatown, galleries downtown Culver City, the Culver City Arts District, uh, everywhere, La Cienega, La Brea, historically, and, and this is not an LA phenomena, this is the way the art world has worked. They're just, there's galleries, commercial galleries, and they're open to the public. So all of a sudden we have a major, major, major gallery. Gagosian, I mean, it's the biggest gallery in the world. Gagosian Beverly Hills. Mm, is it the biggest gallery in LA? Ooh, let's, uh, we'd have to unpack that one. Uh, there's certainly a challenger, a number of challengers. I don't know that Gagosian's Beverly Hills branch is one of its best sellers, its biggest sellers. I mean, that stuff, I'm sure, is kept close to the vest, but <clears throat> look at look at the, um, look at what's happening here. Uh, <laughs> what did your grad school teacher tell you? What did your college teacher tell you about a serious artist? They told you that a serious artist never shows in a restaurant. <laughs> and now the biggest gallery of contemporary art in the world, you know, Gagosian and its 12 or 15 or 20 branches worldwide is by far the biggest uh, uh, gallery. The biggest gallery in the world is going to be showing art in a restaurant. So everything you thought you knew 
about the art world. Everything they taught you in art school, outside of how to use the materials, everything is just totally, completely. I want to say it's outdated, but I really want to tell you it's a lie. It was a lie then, and it's a lie now. And your art school teachers didn't know much more than you did the day you graduated. Anyway, the real thing to unpack here, though, the real key is the private, the private nature. Now, again, this is not an art world report. This is a eater.com, la.eater.com report. And it was reported on April 2nd, not April 1st, not April Fool's Day. It was reported on April 2nd. So you're no fool to believe it. You're no fool if you read eater.com. <laughs> um, so what is, the, what is the meaning of a private gallery? Well, if you're Gagosian, you already have the back room. Like, oh, or, and, and this is not confined to Gagosian. Many galleries have this. Um, you can go to, to some galleries and kind of peer in the back room. Uh, actually, at my gallery in Chinatown, there's a door that says private, but this, it always said private on it. So it just, it always said private on it. So I just left that there, but the door is open. Come on in and see what I have in the back room. But most galleries, big galleries, gazillionaire galleries, have a private room in some capacity somewhere. Maybe to just bring in somebody to relax and look at one piece specifically. Um, maybe to close a sale. Oh, you know, get them out of the main gallery and in the in the room. The galleries at the beaches are notorious for that. Is uh, once they um, have determined that you have the money to make the twenty thousand dollar purchase of uh, bad Salvador Dali forged print, uh, they take they they take you into the second room, sit you on the couch, have the big artwork there crack the brandy and, and uh, really try to uh, do the hard sell on you. And that's that's certainly still alive. Um, but the Gagosian's uh, galleries, most of them have like a back room. You can go in and, oh, you can see um, some piece of art, basically, that hasn't sold it somewhere else. So, 9,500 square foot divided with a restaurant and a private, uh, a private premium, as reported, a premium and private gallery. Uh, this is near Mr. Chow. Mr. Chow is the place all the art galleries went to in Soho in the 80s. And as they all got famous, he said, hey, what about me? So Mr. Chow's a player in the art world, too. You know, you know you're in the art world. You know you're near, nearer to the top of the pyramid in the art world when you go to a private dinner at Mr. Chow. Anyway, uh, what does it mean in the year 2019 for there to be a private gallery? What does that mean? It means that the reason these galleries have been open to the public has been, for, for historically, for you know, dating back you know, since Stieglitz, kind of invented the concept of the gallery as we know it. Um, it's basically a way to create buzz, 
but a way to be open for the press to come. But the, the fact that private galleries could arise, that this could be the wave of the future, that the big mega galleries that have really cramped the style of the middle-class galleries, the middle-tier the middle -tier galleries, these are not galleries that aspire to a middle-class aesthetic or a middle-class income. They are just galleries that are in the middle of the income pyramid of what they're able to get. Um, but if these mega galleries all of a sudden go private and you have to uh, be a qualified collector to come in, what this is really saying is they don't need the press. You know, Gagosian publishes their own magazine. It's like a book. It's, and it's very sexy in its coverage. Look, a lot of the Gagosian artists, and it's a stable that has a lot of churn in it, you know, of the hundred or so artists that are represented by Gagosian. You know, check back in two years and see if that list of a hundred names, how many have churned in and churned out. Um, but if the, um, if the uh, gallery can publish a book, call it a magazine, that's way better than Art Forum. Even if the artists they're covering, their own artists, are mediocre, it's way better. Just everything about it. It looks better. It feels better in your hand. It feels much more feels important. It's got gravitas, shall we say. Um, private galleries. Imagine, we don't need the press. We don't want a review. This artist, can we can build a career without any art coverage, without any critical reviews, without any press. We can put an artwork by an unknown artist in our private gallery, and it will be maybe in a private museum uh, next, and have skipped many of the little hoops that the art world and emerging artists have historically had to uh, jump through to get to the top. Now, the pipeline has been sped up by private galleries. While all of you good, obedient artists are doing what your grad school professor told you after you got $100,000 in debt, and that is never show at a restaurant. Don't worry, your MFA doesn't impress Larry Gagosian, and you won't be showing at his Beverly Hills restaurant. That's my attempt at a podcast. Woohoo!